Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. The New York Attorney General civil fraud case against Donald Trump, the Trump Organization, Don Jr. and Eric started today. Day one of trial is in the books. Donald Trump throwing a complete and utter temper tantrum before, during, and after. What a day in court. We will break down all that happened in day one of trial. Breaking news before we went live, MAGA Republican Matt Gates introduced the motion to vacate that he has been threatening for some time now. The motion to vacate to remove Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House, folks, that was just brought moments ago. The entire House chamber, at least the Democratic side, erupted in laughter, just completely (laughs) and utterly mocking this MAGA Republican chaos. And folks, this follows the government shutdown crisis being averted by a somewhat bipartisan continuing resolution that was passed in the House of Representatives. President Biden, steady, able leadership, helping navigate through MAGA Republican chaos. Speaking about MAGA Republican chaos, I want to talk about this Trump event in Iowa. I know legacy media likes to normalize this stuff, but you had Donald Trump whining about the lighting and how it made him look. He talked about how he would prefer electrosecution than being eaten by sharks. I mean, folks, This is so unhinged and it would be parody if it wasn't so, so dangerous. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. So much unfolding, so much history being made right now and proud to be on the right side of history with all of you, the Midas Mighty, as these MAGA Republicans. This will be a dark chapter in history. And as I made a post about this earlier, fascism wants to wear you down. Fascism wants to make you feel hopeless. Don't let it stay the course and ultimately intelligence, compassion, and being unapologetically pro-democracy will prevail. We're seeing that right now. Hold the course. Brett Jordy, how are you doing on this historic day from all aspects? Oh my gosh. I thought that we had a crazy show to begin with before Matt Gates filed this. And by the way, Gates has been teasing this for so long long and it's like this morning he got out there and he went to the house floor and he balked he chickened out he completely chickened out and we here at Midas Touch we called him out and we go what you chicken Matt you, 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 you chicken you're not 
You're not going to go. My you're not going to. Is, is, is Matt Gates on the show? I didn't realize no, Matt Gates on the show. Uh, um, but now Matt Gates officially filing this motion to vacate the chair. And I have to say, Ben, as we look at this MAGA movement, this vile, poisonous, toxic MAGA mm-hmm. movement, this right now could be an inflection point on everything. Mm-hmm. Because right now, at this moment in time, it's actually the Democrats who hold all the cards here. This is a gift right now, oddly enough, ironically, from Matt Gates to the Democrats, whether he knows it or not. And the MAGA fever is breaking in Congress as these MAGA Republicans get defeated and embarrassed on the national stage as some semblance, however so tiny, seeps into the political discourse. And we're going to break all that down today. Jordy, how are you doing today? I'm ready for the show, brothers. I cannot wait to get into all of this. I think we just dive right in. I I can't wait. I got some stuff on Gates, I want to say, when we when we get to that portion of the show. But for now, I'll just kick it over. I'll just kick it over to Ben. I'll just kick it over to Ben for right now, and then I'll chime in. You won't have to wait too long. We'll get right into it. But here's the thing. What's going on in New York with the civil fraud case against Donald Trump, I believe, is inextricably intertwined with the motion to vacate and the utter and complete chaos of MAGA Republicans in the House of Representatives who take their orders from Donald Trump. Donald Trump's chaos is contagious. Donald Mm -hmm. Trump's malfeasance is contagious. And when you build the Republican Party in his image, you see this weird, perverted ego, Trump, pun intended ideals and principle. And that's what we see play out. So it's all these weirdo personalities fighting for attention, fighting for themselves, not fighting for the American people, normalizing behavior like attacking our troops on a daily basis. It's become so normal in the MAGA Republican Party because that's so normal in Donald Trump's world. Attack the troops, call them losers and suckers, say all of those things. So is it shocking that the MAGA Republicans go and support Vladimir Putin and their one stipulation is no Ukraine funding after you kind of are able to even get close to a deal being made? It isn't shocking because that is who they are. So let's show you what went down moments ago. Folks, we're getting this footage. Let's do the replay of the moment where MAGA Republican Matt Gates filed the motion to vacate, meaning remove Kevin McCarthy from the speakership. Play the, play the clip. Mr. Speaker, pursuant to Clause 2A1 of Rule 9, I rise to give notice of my intent to raise a question of the privileges of the House. Does the gentleman first yield back his one-minute speech? I do. From what, for what purpose does the, does the gentleman from Florida now seek recognition? Mr. Speaker, pursuant to Clause 2A1 of Rule 9, I rise to give notice of my intent to raise a question of the privileges of the House. The gentleman will state the form of his resolution. Declaring the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives to be vacant, resolved that the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives is hereby declared to be vacant. 
Under Rule 9, a resolution offered from the floor by a member other than the majority leader or the minority leader as a question of the privileges of the House has immediate precedence only at a time designated by the chair within two legislative days after the resolution is properly noticed. Pending that designation, the form of the resolution noticed by the gentleman from Florida will appear in the record at this point. The chair will not at this point determine whether the resolution constitutes a question of privilege. That determination will be made at the time designated for consideration of the resolution. So, folks, that was the deal that the weakest speaker of the House in American history, Kevin McCarthy, made. That one single member like Matt Gates, could bring the motion to vacate Great and work. then it would go before the House floor you heard there within the next two days. So chaos will be ensuing for the foreseeable future in the House of Representatives. And here is what Matt Gates said immediately after what you just saw in the House. Here's what he told the press. Play this clip. If there's a deal made with Democrats, the only deal is, is to make one with McCarthy because I'm not offering anything and won't offer anything. And by the way, you, if the Democrats want to own Kevin McCarthy, they can have it. Because one thing I'm at peace with is when we stand here uh, a week from now, I won't own Kevin McCarthy anymore. He won't, but he won't belong to me. So if the Democrats want to adopt him, they can adopt well, him. Exactly. And here is what Matt Gates said earlier in the day, where he says, "You know what? It's going to be difficult for Republicans to try to attack President Biden, where he seems to be owning Kevin McCarthy each and every day." Play the clip. I rise to raise a question. What was the secret side deal on Ukraine? House Democrats and President Biden have said that as Speaker McCarthy was asking Republicans to vote for a continuing resolution so as to avoid having to take the Senate's plus up in Ukraine money, that the Speaker of the House was actually cutting a side deal to bring Ukraine legislation to this floor with President Biden and House Democrats. So let me get this straight. To extend Joe Biden's spending and Joe Biden's policy priorities, the Speaker of the House gave away to Joe Biden the money for Ukraine that Joe Biden wanted. It is going to be difficult for my Republican friends to keep calling President Biden feeble while he continues to take Speaker McCarthy's lunch money in every negotiation. Well, I think it'll be difficult for you to be calling him feeble because he isn't feeble. Mm -hmm. I know the RNC weirdo research Twitter thing <laughs> and, and, and Fox and all this right-wing media like to create this bizarre image of President Biden as someone who can't even like walk or talk or put together sentences, but that does not meet the reality. The MAGA Republicans mm -hmm. tried the same crap in 2020. So when President Biden showed up to the debates and had very cogent ideas. People were like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, you had Marjorie yeah. Taylor Greene be like, wait a sec, they must have put him on drugs to get him yeah. up on that yeah. stage. <laughs> no, you bought into your own BS. And by the way, far too much of the media buys into this BS too. Totally. That's why every time we show like a long form Biden speech out there, everyone is like, holy crap. Like we, we posted the full speech of President Biden's speech on American democracy the other day. The reception we got, thanks to everybody who Incredible. watched that 
shared that was absolutely incredible. It was so cool for us to be able to play a 35-minute speech by President Biden. And you see him, he's sharp. I What I love about these MAGA Republicans, though, right now is they seem to over and over be cutting ads for President Biden and Democrats. I mean, you had DeSantis at the debate. Now you have Gates on the floor talking about Biden taking uh, McCarthy's lunch money or whatever he said. I mean, just run these on a loop. I like Absolutely. that he's like, we want to know about the secret side deal. Okay, it's not actually all that complicated. There was a continuing resolution that was passed and signed into law so we could fund our government. Separately, President Biden wants to fund Ukraine because they're our ally and Vladimir Putin is our enemy and helping Vladimir Putin is bad. So, Matt Gates, this isn't like some complicated jigsaw puzzle Rubik's Cube that I got to figure out. Like, it's we support our allies and we support our country by funding our government so that it doesn't have catastrophic consequences on the American people. Like, you see him standing there saying those things and you have to be like – that is – you might as well have somebody like Vladimir Putin's buddy right there saying you that. Do. You do. You do. It's him. It's, it's, him. it's him, Ben. It's him. I mean, look, what you're looking at here with Gates is just deeply unserious people and people, I mean, the Republican Party at large right now. All this political posturing that Gates is doing right now, just being the mouthpiece for the Marjorie Taylor Greens for Donald Trump, he's looking to, you know, uh, I don't know, build up his status, I guess, for his potential run uh, for governor in Florida in 26. I, I, that report came out a few weeks back at this point. So this is what he's doing here. He's just trying to soak up the limelight so then he can start to run on his record of attacking McCarthy for not being ultra MAGA enough with his pro-Putin talking points on the House floor. I mean, it is, it is sad. Here's the thing, though. Matt Gates has so far overstepped here. And after mm-hmm. he gave the speech, after he filed the motion to vacate, the Democratic side actually stuck around. They're not usually there this late. They stuck around in anticipation of this. And the second McCarthy finished his speech, they erupted in laughter. They laughed in his face. And so we have to think, why would they laugh in his face? Because Matt Gates just gave the Democrats the biggest gift imaginable. And he has completely boxed Kevin McCarthy in. But Mm -hmm. honestly, I think Kevin McCarthy is now actually in a favorable position. And actually, I'm going to go a step further and say that it's actually a good position for the entire country to be in right now, what what Matt Gates just did by doing this. Because what Gates just did is he handed over all the cards to the Democrats. The Democrats now have all the cards in this situation because if you think about it, Kevin McCarthy is going to have one of two choices. Kevin McCarthy is going to let himself be ousted as speaker. He's going to let himself lose his job or he's going to go over to the Democrats because he's going to have to rely on the Democrats' votes here to save him. If they all turn on him, then you know he's, he's got nothing. He's not going to be able to do anything. But he's going to have to rely on these Democrats because Gates says he has like 10 to 12 people in his little caucus who are going to vote against McCarthy for like a little caucus for for a little little, 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 tiny caucus. Matt Matt Gates has a very tiny caucus. 
And I don't, I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're thinking, Jordy. I'm just, hey, this is what just, you get when you get three brothers on a podcast. I'm just stating the facts that Matt Gates has small a caucus very, jokes. Matt Gates has a very small, very impotent, very tiny caucus. Come on, very, come on, come on. Okay, sorry. And the other opportunity here is that McCarthy is going to have to take Democratic votes in mm-hmm. order. To Cure those Democratic votes. They're not going to give them away for free. They're not going to go. Oh, of course, Kevin, you've been so nice to us. Let, let's let, we'll just give you our votes, right? They're going to have to cut a deal. And what could that deal be? The deal could be, okay, Kevin, we'll give you your votes, but you know that Ukraine funding, we're getting that on the floor right now. You know that BS impeachment sham exercise that you're doing right now, over, done finished. That bullshit weaponization committee that you got going on, neutered. We're cutting that down. That's neutered. Done. Yeah. yeah, Matt Gaetz's caucus is going to be neutered. Um, (laughs) Exactly. And so that's really, that's the other scenario. (laughs) That's the other scenario here. So Democrats actually have a lot of power. And in that situation, what they could also do is they could even create a new rules package, right? They could create a new rules package that the Democrats would be willing to pass in which we don't have to go through this chaos every time there's a crucial vote for our country to keep the government open. So Kevin McCarthy actually does not have to be terrified and reliant on these 10 to 12 maniacs, you know, the the, the Freedom Caucus and all the MAGA people in his party. And he could actually work with a more moderate group to actually get stuff done. And so looking at that playing field and gaming it out, Dare I say, I am very cautiously optimistic about where this could all lead. And I think Matt Gates actually just did our country a tremendous gift. And we'll see how it plays out. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But well, but I see the, that as a legitimate scenario here. He the certainly biggest- backed McCarthy into a what we've what we've shown and what we've seen from McCarthy is time and time again, the guy takes the most spineless route. So exactly. I'm very interested to see really what happens here. I don't think it's in, in a very wishful thinking world. Oh, it's a no brainer. McCarthy should just work with the Democrats and then figure out ways to pass real legislation. It's 2023. It's not working like that. This guy is spineless and it's proven to be time and time again. And yeah, the only I, I reason I would say, chance. you know, so I'm curious to hear what you say first, and then I'll say No, that. I was going to say, I think there's a better chance that Kevin McCarthy's just going to sit there the same way he did with the 14 different votes where they where he couldn't get yes. speakership. <laughs> he's definitely going to sit and, and it's just going to be embarrassment <laughs> round after uh-huh. round. And, he's just, and I think he's just going to sit there with that Kevin McCarthy kind of shit-eating grin, and he's going to be like, look, at, I don't know what's going on. And, you know, He'll do the interviews with like the media – you know, I don't know what's going on here. And they're going to say, so are you going to speak? No, with I want to cover. You're going to say, are you going to speak with the Democrats and try to make a deal? You know what? I kind of like the position that I'm in right now. I think that this is going to go the right, like, and nothing happens for like two weeks. And he just sits there. That is a better chance of that happening by far. But here's what he posted. He wrote, bring it on. <laughs> he wrote, bring tough guy. it on. Tough, but, tough guy. 
tough guy. So let's take a look, though, at what Kevin McCarthy said on the weekend shows, though, about uh, Gates. He says that Matt Gates is more interested in TV interviews than doing something. All right, Kevin, here, play this clip. Uh, there is a lot to get to with you. I want to start, though, on the news this morning from Congressman Matt Gates, who says he's going to uh, seek a motion to vacate. He's going to try to oust you, a Speaker of the House. Well, that, that's nothing new. He's tried to do that from the moment I ran for office. Look. Well, this time he says he's going to keep going. May not get there before the 15th ballot, but it took 15 for Kevin McCarthy. He uh, says he's coming for you. Can you survive? Yes, I'll survive. You know, this is personal with Matt. Matt voted against the most conservative ability to um, protect our border, secure our border. He's more interested in securing TV interviews than doing something. He wanted to push us into a shutdown, even threatening his own district with all the military people there who would not be paid only because he wants to take this motion. So be it. Bring it on. Let's get over with it and let's start governing. If he's upset because he tried to push us in a shutdown and I made sure government didn't shut down, then let's have that. Yeah, that doesn't seem like somebody who's going to make the right decision. And this is what Kevin McCarthy also said, just to kind of, I think, prove Jordy's point here. Over the weekend, Kevin McCarthy tries to blame the Democrats when the Democrats were the ones who helped pass the continuing resolution. And fortunately, the CBS host called him out. Watch this. Most of the in the press probably thought we would have shut down yesterday, too. But no, we did, did not. Were you confident we wouldn't shut down? I was confident I could get something on the floor to make sure the option that we would not. But that you were sure pass. Well, well, I wasn't sure it was going to pass. You want to know why? Because the Democrats tried to do everything they can not to let it pass. They did Democrats were the ones who voted did you, for this did you wa- in a did you larger number it? than Republicans to, to keep the continuing resolution alive. Did you watch the floor yesterday? Oh, yes. Okay, then the Republicans voted against it. You know, the gaslighting tactic. Did you watch it? Yeah, we all watched it, you moron. Every one of us watched it. We all watched as you and the MAGA Republicans tried to destroy our country. And fortunately, with the Democrats, we had adults in the room who right. pushed for and held their ground for and a saved your ass, resolution. by the way, saved the country. Save the country. Here, by the way, is MAGA Republican House Freedom Caucus member Ken Buck from over the weekend, basically calling out Kevin McCarthy for saying all this impeachment inquiry stuff and House weaponization stuff that Kevin McCarthy is doing is just a distraction based on his own failed leadership. Here, play this clip. I think that the the uh, we got it. The weaponization of government committee, the impeachment of, of the president are, are all distractions that will um, uh, make sure that the base is excited, make sure the base is donating money, make sure uh, that people don't focus on the dysfunction that we have uh, with a speaker who promises uh, something different to a lot of different groups and, and can't deliver. But here's the thing, too. I want to. Uh, challenge that premise for a lot of reasons for a second. They think the base supports the weaponization stuff. They've actually alienated who their real base is, which are people like the Koch brothers who are like, this stuff is so crazy. We're not supporting. Mm. When you lose the Koch brothers, 
then you've kind of lost the whole plot of your kind of evil dark money operation, which by the way is a good thing, but it just shows you that they buy into kind of the Donald Trump bogus, fraudulent, braggadociousness that he's raising all of this money when in reality, if you look at the Republican parties in all the various states, also in the image of Donald Trump, they are going bankrupt. Republican Party in Arizona on the verge of bankruptcy. Republican Party in the bankrupt. state of Michigan, once a very proud party, on the verge of bankruptcy. I could do this analysis in each state, as I said at the outset of the show. All of this stuff is inextricably intertwined when you create a political party and you remake it as a cult on the image of a con artist who is all about ego over country, who's all about authoritarianism over democracy. And finally, I want to show you this clip from the weekend shows. This was AOC, who was just having a fantastic time on the weekend shows. And here she responds to how she would vote on a motion to vacate. Play this clip of AOC. Well, you just heard Congressman Matt Gates say he's going to move to oust McCarthy as speaker this week. Mm -hmm. uh, if a motion to vacate the chair comes to the floor, how would you vote? Well, uh, my vote beginning this term for, for Speaker of the House was for Hakeem Jeffries. And I do not intend on voting for a Republican Speaker of the House, but uh, I believe that it's up to the Republican conference to determine their own leadership and deal with their own problems. But it's not up to Democrats to save Republicans, so from you, themselves especially. So do you, do you think that there will be any Democrats that might vote to save McCarthy? I mean, I... I I certainly don't think that uh, we would expect to see that unless there's a real conversation between the Republican and Democratic caucuses and Republican and Democratic leadership about what that would mean. But I don't think we give up votes for free. And do you, but would you vote to vacate? Would you vote to get rid of McCarthy as would speaker? Would I cast that vote? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think Kevin McCarthy is a very weak speaker. Uh, he clearly has lost control of his caucus. He has brought the United States and millions of Americans to the brink, waiting until the final hour uh, to to um, keep the government open, and even then only issuing a 45-day extension. So we're going to be right back in this place in November. And, uh, you know, I think that our main priority has to be the American people and what's going to keep our, our governance in a cohesive and strong place. But unless Kevin McCarthy asks for a vote, again, I don't think we give something away for free. And I want to compare that to President Biden, because we're going to show you Donald Trump's speech in Iowa. I'm going to show you what Donald Trump was saying at the New York Attorney General civil fraud case, like a total and complete maniac. And so while legacy media creates this totally bogus, weird image of President Biden, they're buying into the projection and confession mentality of MAGA Republicans. Like Donald Trump's entire speech that he gave in Iowa was slurring words. Again, he thought that he was running against Barack Obama. This is like the third time that Trump's said that he's running against Barack Obama. In like the last Obama. two weeks. In the last two weeks. And you won't hear legacy media say this. You've got it. Donald Trump just cursing all the time, indict the mother effer, like horrific things that he's saying. I'd rather be electrosocuted than have a shark eat me. <laughs> like what, what are you, what? 
what are you talking about? You know, and it's so funny, you know, when you have the community like the Midas Mighty, and I think why this community has just grown so big is that when we all watch legacy media, we're all wondering, like, do we all agree that this is going on? Like, and it's for so long, it's like legacy media is not challenging what's being said. And it's like, let's just talk about what the reality of the situation is. Here, I want to show you President Biden. And here, after the continuing resolution was reached, Biden's like, I'm sick and tired of this brinksmanship. Here, play this clip. Frankly, I'm sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of the brinksmanship. And so are the American people. I've been doing this, you all point out to me a lot, a long time. I've never quite seen a Republican Congress or any Congress act like this. This spring, mega Republicans brought us to the brink, threatening to fall on America's debt for the first time in over 200 years. And it would have caused a gigantic world crisis in the hope of the home and abroad. But we reached an agreement. We shook hands, said, here's the deal. Well, now this fall, the MAGA extremists once again have brought us to the brink, this time to a government shutdown, and going back on the deal they made months ago, not keeping their word. Enough is enough is enough. This is not that complicated. The brinkmanship has to end, and there should be another, there shouldn't be another crisis. There's no excuse for another crisis. Consequently, I strongly urge my Republican friends in Congress not to wait. Don't waste time as you did all summer. Pass a year-long budget agreement. Honor the deal we made a few months ago. We have the strongest, we have the strongest economy in the world today. The strongest economy in the world today. We have more to do. But we are the indispensable nation in the world, internationally and domestically, in terms of our economy. Let's act like it. Let's act like it. Stop the games. Get to work. Make sure the American people and our allies and friends around the world know what we're doing. Yeah. Stop the games. Let's get to work. Enough of the games. And here is President Biden responding to a question about whether he's concerned about America's reputation based on what occurred over the last 48 hours. Watch what he says here. Concerned about America's reputation on the world stage, given the level of brinksmanship we've seen this year? Uh, based on the mega Republican report, yes. Based on what my administration is doing now. Thank you. And I thought this was a very powerful interview as well with Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, who responded to Donald Trump's threat to execute America's former top military general, General Milley. Let's show you this clip. It's alarming, not surprising, but given you've served and you're a longtime public servant, what is your reaction to that? The, the level of disrespect for the American military, not to mention for uh, for the general, is is both shocking and not shocking. I mean, look, this is part of a lifelong pattern with the former president that I would argue was first displayed when he uh, faked a disability in order to avoid having to go to Vietnam and allowed, I assume, some working class uh, person to go in his place and has continued ever since. Um, made a name for himself by uh, under, you know, uh, basically saying that, that uh, he did not respect John McCain because he was a war hero. Uh, and, you know, look, a, a lot of this obviously is to get attention and uh, you hesitate to reward that. On the other hand, we, we do in fact still have some boundaries that matter in this country. 
And one of them is that our regard for the military and our respect for the military is nonpartisan. It's non-political and it's universal. And that is especially important because that's part of how the military does their job. I knew every time I put on that uniform, every time I went to work, every time I got into a vehicle, every time I, I went outside the wire, that I was with men and women who were serving and supporting each other and responsive to a chain of command that was not about politics, that did not, uh, did, did not break down because of our political differences. This undermines that. It, it threatens that. And it threatens it at a time when we need those institutions that are still at least somewhat outside of the chaos that the last administration sowed and that some extreme uh, House Republicans are sowing as we speak. Uh, we, we need what the military has to offer by way of nonpartisan stability more than ever. And I would say General Milley's been a class act in how he's dealt with it. Nonpartisan stability. Nonpartisan stability. That's one of the most important values that we talk about here on the Midas Touch Network. I want to have serious discussions. That's why it is so important when we do our videos here. We don't just rant and rave and throw our hands around and beat our chests. The most important thing for me is let's walk through the evidence together. Let's take an analysis of what's going on, and then let's have an informed, intelligent opinion on it. Now, our opinions on something may be different when we're fully informed of the facts, but we need to have serious discourse, serious discussions. And all this MAGA Republican crap about which Disney character is too woke this week or Mr. Potato Head is this or the green M&M looks this way or need, all of these ridiculous discussions, that's not serious discourse. That's the kind of rantings and ravings and discourse of somebody or a group of people that want to try to divide our country with distraction and weirdness. And we need to frame things of here is what is important. Here is what is going on. And to me, fact-based approach to politics, that shouldn't just be, oh, that just makes you Democrats. That's very liberal and progressive of you to go through the evidence. As I've always said, you go through my views, you probably say that's a progressive and liberal person. But I want the Midas Touch Network to be a community for Democrats, for actual conservatives, not this MAGA Republican mutation for progressives, for independents, for people who aren't affiliated with political parties, people craving the truth and evidence and real analysis. We can have a real conversation. That's what makes me so excited about this network, as opposed to whatever the hell was going on in Iowa at this weird cult rally by Donald Trump. And I'm going to show you in a little bit some of like the, the, the types of discourse that was going on before uh, the event. But let me just show you one of the lowlights of the event with Trump, where he talks about how he'd rather suffer electrocution than be eaten by sharks. And that's why there shouldn't be electric vehicles. I, what? Here, play this clip. Let's say your boat goes down and I'm sitting on top of this big, powerful battery and the boat's going down. Do I get electrocuted? And he said, you know what? Honestly, nobody's ever asked me that question. But if I'm sitting down and that boat's going down and I'm on top of a battery, 
and the water starts flooding in. I'm getting concerned. But then I look 10 yards to my left and there's a shark over there. So I have a choice of electrocution or shark. You know what I'm going to take? Electrocution. I will take electrocution every single time. Do we agree? I want to show you more of the lowlights of what went down in Iowa. And folks, it's dangerous. It's weird. It is everything our Constitution and our country should be against. So I want to talk about that. But I see in the comments a lot, and people often ask, how can I support the growth of this independent media network, Midas Touch? Well, one of the ways to do that is by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Midas Touch. And you spell it M-E-I-D-A-S-T-O-U-C-H. We have exclusive content at patreon.com slash Midas Touch, including an exclusive after show. We're going to do an exclusive after show after this live podcast ends. We've had after shows where we do the origin stories of all three brothers, the origin story of Karen Friedman Agnifilo, of Michael Popak, of others. I'm so proud of the content we have at Patreon, and we don't have outside investors here at the Midas Touch Network. I want you to think about that. More people now watch this network through digital platforms than watch Fox News and then watch CNN. And we don't have any outside investors at all. The way we build it is through you. I hope you've enjoyed how we've built out MidasTouch.com with Ron Filipkowski as our editor-in-chief and a great editorial staff and team of writers that was made possible through the growth, not by investors, but through Patreon.com slash Midas Touch. So if you go there, become a member. We appreciate it. I'm so confident in the content and what we do over there. I'll tell everybody right now, if you're on our Patreon, if you're already a member, give you the unvarnished truth what you think about it. If you think it's a good community, if you think it's worth it, put it in the comments right now in this YouTube chat in case people are on the fence whether or not they should join. That's patreon.com slash Midas Touch. When we return, I want to go through this Trump event in Iowa. I want to show you what happened before and during the event. And of course, I want to talk about what went down on the first day of trial in the New York Attorney General's civil fraud case against Donald Trump and the Trump organization. Folks, it got really, really interesting very quickly. We'll talk about all of that after this quick break. Did you know that poor sleep can cause weight gain, mood issues, poor mental health, and lower productivity? Sleep is the foundation of our mental and physical health and performance in our days. Having a consistent nighttime routine is non-negotiable. I know in my own life, when I don't get enough sleep, not only am I irritable and grouchy, but my performance, be it in work or life in general, just greatly suffers. Introducing Beam Dream. You know we've been raving about Beam Dream's powder, their healthy hot cocoa for sleep. And today, our listeners get a special discount on Beam Dream Powder, their best-selling healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. Now available in delicious flavors like sea salt caramel, cinnamon cocoa, and chocolate peanut butter, Better Sleep has never tasted better. 
Dream contains a powerful all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, melatonin, and nano-CBD to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. A recent clinical study revealed Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed, and 93% reported that Dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep. Just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk, stir or froth, and enjoy before bedtime. I've personally tried Beam Dream, and it lived up to the hype. First off, it was delicious and just a lovely nighttime routine. And secondly, and most importantly, it helped me fall asleep and stay asleep. The next day, I woke up ready and eager to take on the day. Find out why Forbes and New York Times are all talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes and business professionals. If you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder, get up to 40% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com Midas and use code Midas at checkout. That's shopbeam.com Midas and use code Midas for up to 40% off. Today's podcast is sponsored by NutriSense. That was the sound of the NutriSense Biosensor. It's a small device that you put on the back of your arm that then provides real-time feedback on how your body responds to foods that you're eating, your exercise, stress, and even your sleep. With NutriSense, you just take a photo of your meal. You adjust for the portion size and NutriSense does the rest. NutriSense helps you track your data, see your glucose trends, and understand your macronutrient breakdown for each meal. You also get an overall glucose score for each meal based on your body's response. You'll be matched with a board-certified nutritionist who will review your data and answer all your questions. Plus, they can help you with a personalized nutrition plan so that you can achieve all of your goals. You should try NutriSense today. It will open your eyes in profound ways to how your food, exercise, and lifestyle choices are affecting you. What's more, it empowers you with a real-time feedback loop showing the consequences of your food and lifestyle choices. It's a powerful tool, understanding your body and affecting positive change in your life. You can get all of this today. NutriSense has a special offer for our listeners. Visit NutriSense.com slash Midas and use code Midas to start decoding your body's messages and pave the way for a healthier life. Be sure to tell them that you learned about NutriSense on the Midas Touch podcast. It will really help. That's NutriSense.com slash Midas to save $30 off your first month. Plus, get a month of board-certified nutritionist support. Thank you to our sponsors there for supporting our pro-democracy content as well. And links in the description right you. below. Yeah, in the description below, the links to our sponsors. And thanks for everybody who's been joining patreon.com slash Midas Touch. I see the numbers flying. So thank you. Thank you so much. All right. I want to talk about what went down in Iowa, a total disaster. But first, let's focus on what happened before Donald Trump mm. gave the disastrous speech because – as you start thinking about the type of people who show up at these events, you right. know, it's kind of built on a community of grift, again, in the image of Donald Trump. And all these people are trying to like defraud each other or like pitch each other some product or sell each other, you know, something. There's a whole like economy that kind of follows these it's how, events. It's, it's, it's how you become the MAGA rappers, right? It's, it's a guy who built his whole base off of selling albums to the mega cult, the pro-Donald well, Trump songs. And, and it's exactly oh, right. It's a good point. And also inextricably intertwined is the lack of talent. Like, yeah. The, yeah. like the rapper, the one you're talking about, I, I draw in a blank on, on his name. Uh, he's No free promotion here. 
Yeah, but for Gashio, st- stupid yeah, or something. Literally the just guy no free promotion. But, but but the guy can't no. rap. Like he's a terrible rapper. Well, it, it's thematic throughout everything they do, right? They have the lawyer who doesn't know the law. They have the rapper who can't rap. They have, <laughs> they the, have the failed actors. They have the, the actor failed who actors can't who act. can't act. They have the comedian that can't tell funny jokes. I mean, and it's, they have it's the politicians who can't. And you know what that lead. theme is? Exactly. That theme is incompetence. It's throughout the entire MAGA movement. But Ben, go ahead. Sorry. Well, and then they're also like, well, now you're trying to cancel me. No, like you're just not talented. Like you were never a good enough rapper to be a rapper. So you then had to be like, okay, here we go in Alabama. Let's go MAGA. I don't have to pee. Let's go MTG. Did you see the thing this weekend with uh, Lara Trump? Lara Trump, Eric Trump's wife, uh, released like uh, she did her own cover of a Tom Petty song. And re- like released it, started selling it like on iTunes and stuff. And then like she got hit with cease and desist and stuff. And she was like, I'm being canceled. I'm being canceled. They're like, you can't just copy Tom Petty's song. You can't just steal someone's song and then claim yeah. that you're canceled when the lawyers come for you or if the platforms don't want to put it on their platform. It's it's the same strategy every single time. It's so bizarre. The biggest so cry you, babies in the and world. And then you have right-wing broadcast network, like this propaganda network, which is like run by Marjorie Taylor Greene's boyfriend. And yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene's boyfriend like started off this event by basically – he said Marjorie Taylor – this is not the Onion. Marjorie Taylor Greene's boyfriend said that he believes that liberal women are too ugly and too hairy and look like men to him. Marjorie Taylor Greene's boyfriend said that. We did a story on it on MidasTouch.com. Go to MidasTouch.com to check it out. All right. Patty Passions is one of the first people who are attending this. Everybody meet Trump supporter Patty (laughs) Passions. Play the clip. Yes, yes. My name is Patty Passion. Today is my birthday. Okay. I want President Trump to say happy birthday to Patty Passion. Patty Passion. You, but besides your birthday, you may have probably the coolest name I've heard in a long time. Patty Passion. Name. That's my stage name. Right. I, I won't go there. But social media. Okay. Oh, so you're you're a comedian. Well. Yeah. Give me the funniest joke that you have for President Biden. Biden. Like a Biden joke. Oh, I don't know if one. I you got one. Yeah, is it clean? I'm a comedian. Tell me a joke. I don't, think, I don't think do the I jokes. don't think she was a comedian. I don't think she's a comedian. I would think she, <laughs> I think she's another kind jokes. of performer. Exactly. <laughs> no. All right. The next up, we have three boys at the event who don't know anything that Donald Trump's ever done, but they're at the event. Play this clip. Doing good. You guys from here? Yeah. 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 First time to see the president? Absolutely. Yeah. What are you looking forward to today? Oh, that's a big question. Hey, uh, what would you like for the president to do to change this country, to get it back to where it needs to be? How about that? Um, How about that, Brady? It'd be like going to a concert. <laughs> what do you hope to see today? Uh, start off with the concert. <laughs> like, it's kind of a softball, a softball question. But they don't know why they are there. Or let me rephrase. They know why they are there. They know what they support, that he supports. They just don't want to say the quiet part out loud on TV right there, which is probably more like it. But as I've said from the outset, these Republican (laughs) parties in the various states are made in the image of Donald Trump. They're, They're unhinged. 
And, you know, we've covered, for example, before the chair of the Arizona uh, GOP. I mean, the top person who used to run the Arizona GOP who was like, I'm the orange mafia, ultra mega, are you in the mafia? Like, there's a clip of her doing that. And I try to work that in with everything I say. You've got the chair of the Michigan Republican Party, Christina Caramo, who's like, I had a dream about a possum that eats, that is eaten by an eagle. And that shows the globalist vision, Mao Zedong. This is like, okay, what are you even? You're just saying words. You, these are real, by the way, and we these show these clips all the time. Yeah, no, no, no. Like it, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. While we show this clip, I'm gonna have Brett find the Arizona GOP chair and the chair of the Michigan GOP, just so you can see it. But here is the chair of the Iowa GOP. Here, play this clip. People understand that the Democrats are crazy. The woke has overwoke their welcome, and we need to get that fool out of the White House now. Ow! Okay, that's just completely wild. I'm I'm gonna find those other clips though of the other chairs. Don't don't you worry. I'm hard yeah, at work. It's you're, hard. You're, 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 you're gonna find them. Yeah. I'll filibuster until Brett finds it, but it's just so hard to to call somebody crazy when you're on stage ranting and raving like a lunatic. Like the lack of self-awareness that comes from the, the MAGA cult it, is really astounding. It, and Ben, to your point before, why we're showing the, you know, the folks who are at this rally, right? We're not punching down. These are very hateful people. They're there for one reason and one reason only. They hate you, right? They hate you, what you stand for. They hate your values. They hate your integrity. They hate the values that make this country what it is and why it's so great. That's why when you see these people at the rally who, hey, why are you here today? They don't want to say to exactly Ben's point, oh, I'm here to, I'm here to spread hate. They don't, they, they're not going to say that just to the camera, but that's exactly who these people are. Good friendly filibuster there. In the meantime, I, I got found the clips. clips. I, I got the clips. I would say that's a game plus. I, 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 I would like to reiterate here that these are not random people in these states. These are not random people in the party structure. These are the heads of yes. the Republican Party. These are the leaders of the Republican Party in these states. So shall we go to Arizona, Ben? And, and yeah, I, I, I know every to- time- Let's let's go to Arizona right now. Um, I want to play. This was from a rally in uh, 2022, and here we've got Kelly Ward, the former MAGA Republican chair of the Arizona GOP, talking about Orange Mafia. Play this clip. Hey, stand up if you're ultra MAGA. Ultra. Okay, let's go to Michigan. This is the top GOP official in Michigan. That clip is the so great, insane. The great <laughs> state of Michigan, Christina Caramo, MAGA Republican. Play this clip. So I was taking my walk this morning and look what I ran across. A vulture eating a possum. And as soon as I saw that, you know what I thought about? Us, the American people, as the possum and the vulture is the globalist political left. And the sad part about it is most people don't realize it because they distract you with a bunch of little stupid stuff like, look at them 
misogyny. Look at that homophobia. Look at that racism. The poor people. We're gonna help you all. So people are like, oh, they're for the little guys and I'm little, so they're gonna help me. It's a distraction. It is a ruse. They're trying to set up a globalist system with one economic, one religious, and one political system for us all to adhere to. And America is in the way. That is why they hate Donald Trump so much. He's getting in the way of their agenda. And they use these foolish little celebrities to sell it to you guys that don't you care about people to stop guns? What is the Second Amendment for? You really trust governments that much to not kill us? Quit being naive. Stalin, Mao, Hitler, okay, uh, Fidel Castro, Che Guevara. Governments have done atrocious things to their people. Are you that naive to think it could never happen here? Nonpartisan stability. Remember when I said that before? That's not nonpartisan stability. And I attempt to show those clips, frankly, whenever I can. And it's not because I just absolutely love those clips in any way. Those clips terrify me. And yeah. I want to show everybody that that is who the MAGA Republican Party is at the leadership level. Because, you know, one of the things that MAGA Republican media likes to do, they like to pick some person as a proxy for liberals and progressives who not only is not a leader, I don't even know if they're liberal and progressive. They'll just pick like a random person at a college who is yelling. Mm -hmm. And then they'll do their libs of TikTok and be like, look at this liberal person. And it's like, I, who is this person, number one? You might as well be showing me Patty Passions all the time. You know, you're just showing me a you're just showing me a random person, which is okay, I get it, but are you showing me that at the leadership level? That's what's going. The actual decision makers, and and no, you aren't. But when right. we talk about the MAGA Republicans, like we just showed you, that the chair of the Iowa GOP, the former chair of the Arizona GOP, the current chair of the Michigan GOP, and as I said, made in the image of Donald Trump. Because when Trump was in Iowa, how do you think he starts his speech? Do you think he talks about issues that matter to people? Do you think he talks about I don't know the the economy in meaningful? in specific terms like President Biden does? Do you think he talks about the vets? Do you think he talks about social security? No, he talks about things like this, complaining that lighting at the rally makes him look bad. Here, play this clip. You know, we have these strong lights. As we get better and bigger, they get the lights get much more powerful. But you look like crap on television. I, got it. I was going to tell my people, I'm telling my people now, I'm talking, this isn't for you, this is for these lights are so powerful. They probably cost a lot of money because we're doing so well. Everyone's sending in lots of cam. But these lights are no good. Number one, you can hardly see the audience. Number two, when you go home to watch it with our great first lady, how did I look? She said, you didn't look good. Too much light. <laughs> these lights are terrible. They're terrible. They look pretty when you're here. You know, it's like lit up like a like a Christmas tree. So then he says, here's the, here's the headline. Trump, Trump admits he looks best with the lights off. <laughs> well, let's, Trump can't see his tiny caucus with the lights off. So he prefers it that way. What we need to understand though here is that like it, all of, all of their lies are so brazen and so stupid. Like in, in what world, even as something as dumb as this, even as stupid of a lie as this, we're, we're getting so big right now. We're getting all these donations and the lighting technology is so good that I look horrible. The lighting, the, the, we, we have all these powerful lights. They're so amazing. We got the top of the line thing. It's terrible. It's awful. Does that make any sense? Does, does Taylor Swift at her concerts 
have the best lighting system and look terrible? No, he's got a, he's having cheap events. He's probably cheaping out on everything he does. He looks horrible. The stress is weighing down on him with all these trials and all the legal trouble. He is fumbling. He has no idea, no escape, no way out. And he is feeling the stress and you could see it on him. Now you could see it in his face, how much all this is getting to him. And I think he knows it too. And, and he's stressed out. He's freaking out. That whole clip. Then he like says a big the word lights, and so as he's saying, as he's saying the word lights, right in his own mind, he's like, "Okay, lights, lights. Okay, what do I say next? Christmas tree, uh, Christmas. Christmas tree. <laughs> I saved Christmas lights, Christmas, and it's like just stream of consciousness, you know, with him up there, just or 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 lack of consciousness up there. <laughs> Watch what he then says about Christmas. Play this clip." Christmas tree. By the way, remember Christmas, by the way? We brought back Christmas. We brought back Merry Christmas. Nobody fights it anymore. Nobody fights it. Speaking of Christmas, remember that? I said one of the first things I said in 2015, actually, when I was campaigning, I said, we will bring back Merry Christmas. Because these woke departments, they didn't want to use the word Christmas. And uh, they use the word Christmas now. We brought that back. We did a lot of things. We did a lot of things. I brought back Christmas. I mean, it it is seriously, seriously bizarre and weird and dangerous and problem. You brought back Christmas? Like, and what malignant narcissistic mind? And, and legacy media would be like, well, Donald Trump went to Iowa and he got standing ovations by people when he said, we need to lock up my political enemy. Like, it's like, can we focus on what's really going down? Uh, I, I've not looked up the local coverage of this, but I'm going to try to look it up now while you pull up the next clip. Oh, yeah. And the next one, Donald Trump. Oh, this was a, a slow Donald Trump points out a state senator and just says that she's a beautiful female randomly. Play this clip. I got elected. I say, wow, somebody's really doing well over there. Indict him. Indict him. Indict the senator right over there, that beautiful female. She says, no, please. Indict her. He points to a woman in the audience. He says, indict her. Look at that beautiful female. Indict her. I mean, uh, what? Here, I want to show you this next one. Oh, one sec. I found the article in two seconds, and it's it's exactly what we thought it was going to be. This is the local CBS affiliate in Des Moines, Iowa. No. C- CBS. No. Let me read it as no. we were like midway through these clips, just so you could understand what we're talking about when we say the legacy media is failing people in the way they cover these rallies. It's not that they cover him. It's how they cover him. It's how they normalize him. It's how they uplift him. And this is CBS 8, KCCI, Des Moines. This is the article they wrote. Former President Donald Trump spoke at an event Sunday afternoon to a packed room of supporters decked out in red, white, and blue. Trump focused on issues like farming, energy, and ethanol, and catered a speech toward Iowa and rural America while also taking aim at GOP opponent Ron DeSantis. Supporters of the former president were lined up outside the convention center in the morning before the doors opened. One man told KCCI he'd been waiting since Friday. And then it goes on and on and on and on and on. But I pretty much say how they write because it's almost like AI writes it. It it isn't. It's actually human beings who write it. And the input is just 
so incongruent to like what actually is taking place. And that's where it is media malpractice. Like shame on you, CBS. Like whoever wrote that article, you are doing pretty much the same amount of damage Three to our country know it. <laughs> as, Donald, as Donald Trump is doing to our country. Like it is pathetic. It is completely, completely pathetic. Here's Donald Trump saying, and by the way, that same writer will do the story, and I, you know, I'm, I'm hypothesizing here, but it's the same type of writer who will yeah. do the story on, uh, you know, President Biden is wearing sneakers today, which is deeply concerning as he's getting older. And it's like, that is how, that is how Donald Trump sets a narrative because the media is so utterly weak that they can be played so easily by people like Donald Trump and he realizes that and he just plays them like a fiddle like it is so ridiculous here Donald Trump one of his criticism about electric cars is that it makes people schizophrenic because they can only drive them for 10 minutes like this is not a normal speech if i'm writing the article for cbs if i'm a journalist my job is to report on these things that went down, not well, to say he well, talked ben, about well, ben, that. Well, Ben, he talked about energy, right? He energy, talked about right, energy. energy. So let's let's hear how he talked about energy and electric vehicles. Okay, let's hear. Let's see how they framed this. Uh, here's the clip. The happiest people in the world are the people who just got their electric vehicle charged. That lasts for ten minutes. After that, they become somewhat schizophrenic. Yeah, and and it's not. True. It's weird. Here, though, Donald Trump thinks that President Obama is the president. And he says that it was the Obama administration that currently has in their stats that Donald Trump built the wall that he didn't build. Again, this is the third time in recent weeks where Donald Trump has referenced Obama being the president right now. Here, play this clip. And then I build a 40-foot wall, a 50-foot wall, or a 30-foot wall on top. They say, that was a renovation. That doesn't count. These people, I'll tell you what they have. I'll tell you, they have a great line of bullshit. That's one thing I can tell That was a renovation. Like sloppy Chris Christie. Oh, he only built 56 miles of wall because there was some wood laying on the ground. So they call that a renovation. We built almost 500 miles of wall. Even the Obama administration says it in their stats. I mean, everything he says is delusional, weird, dangerous, false, and usually all of the above. And here's another example where Donald Trump, he keeps pretending that he spoke in front of the United Auto Workers. He keeps acting like he was in front of the union workers. He went to a non-union shop and had non-union members hold up a sign saying union members for Trump. There's nothing more scabby than doing that. There's nothing more offensive to a union worker than doing that. Yet the legacy media just lets him say things like this and get away with it when it is not just false but incredibly offensive to union workers. Play this clip. Mostly made in China. You know, all the cars are going to be made in China. I was in Michigan the other night with the United Auto Workers. 
Yeah, he wasn't there. And then and then you have <laughs> things like this too. And this is kind of the last piece on Trump's Iowa speech. It's related before talking about what went down in court, where you see how I remember I mentioned the RNC research account. Yeah. So they're they're out there right there, just kind of boosting the various messages, boosting Trump's speech, acting as his propaganda arm. But in this one, they're attacked. The MAGA Republican attack on Democrats, like Democrat Senator Chris Murphy. This is what they're putting out there as opposition research against Democrats. Ready? Democrat Senator Chris Murphy said, people who support democracy, who support Ukraine, who support competence in government are going to understand that the only way to preserve those things is to vote for Joe Biden. This is the RNC research attacking him for saying these things. Like the same way we go after MAGA Republicans for taking away people's right to vote, for taking away a woman's right to bodily autonomy. The same way we attack MAGA Republicans through their M&Ms and saying woke and all of these things, and we say these are ridiculous things. The RNC is attacking Democrats for supporting democracy and Ukraine and competence Competence. in government. (laughs) Doesn't that just tell you exactly who they are? are. So let's go from that. And again, we'll see exactly who they are through their Fuhrer, through their cult leader, Donald Trump, who was on trial, who showed up the first day of civil trial brought by New York Attorney General Letitia James. There, Donald Trump is in court. There was a camera in the courtroom who captured Donald Trump. There's Letitia James. Also, Judge Ngoron was there as well. There's Judge Ngoron. <laughs> Judge Ngoron's already found partial summary judgment in favor of the New York Attorney General and against Donald Trump, ordering the dissolution of the Trump organization and the cancellation of his business record. So what remains are the are damages, disgorgement damages? How many hundreds of millions of dollars is Donald Trump going to have to repay? And there's also a cause of action prohibiting Donald Trump and his adult kids from doing future business in New York. So that's what's being decided now after the judge already made the finding that there was a systemic and persistent fraud committed. Donald Trump started doing late night panic posts saying, Judge Ngoron refuses to accept our big win in the court of appeals, nullifying much of the case that the racist attorney general, New York attorney general, Letitia James has charged us with. Nobody can believe it. Judge Ngoron actually did quite the opposite. Judge Ngoron, there's all Donald Trump's other posts. They're all the same thing, attacking Judge Ngoron and New York Attorney General Letitia James. No, Judge Ngoron acknowledged the statute of limitations today, and that's not a shocker, right? The appellate division, first department, basically said that from February 2016 forward to the present day, any transaction or misrepresentation related to the transaction would fall within the statute of limitations. So it's actually not a shocker what the statute of limitations issue is. Donald Trump lied at the end of the proceedings. 
he's being tried in a civil case for inflating numbers because all he does is inflate and lie about numbers. So Trump's like, the judge just gutted 80% of New York Attorney General Letitia James' case. 80% of the case is done. No, it isn't. If a misrepresentation on a statement of financial condition was made within the statute of limitations six-year period, those claims survive. And those are the bulk of all claims. If you've been watching the Midas Touch Network, we've explained that. The appellate division first department ruling was not mysterious or complicated, right? And so Judge Ngoron has already made the ruling on summary judgment that the fraud was persistent enough to shut down the Trump organization and cancel the LLCs. Now it is simply how many hundreds of millions of dollars fall within that six-year period. And there are lots of transactions where that took place. So he doesn't know what he's talking about. But let's show when Trump arrived at court, Donald Trump attacks the judge, attacks the prosecutors. Watch what happened. This is a continuation of the single greatest witch hunt of all time. We have a rogue judge who rules that properties are worth a tiny fraction, one one hundred, a tiny fraction of what they actually are. We have a racist attorney general who's a horror show who ran on the basis that she was going to get Trump before she even knew anything about me. She used this to run for governor. She failed in her attempt to run for governor. She had virtually no polling. She came back and she said, well, now I'll go back to get Trump again. And this is what we have. It's a scam. It's a sham. Here is Donald Trump in that same press conference before he arrived in court admitting to the claims against him. The claims against him are even less egregious than what he just says. And the claims against him, it basically says Donald Trump's personal valuation of Mar-a-Lago to pay less property taxes. Donald Trump argued the valuation was less than $26.6 million, but then told the banks it was over $600 million. Now, before Donald Trump walked into court, he said that Mar-a-Lago is worth over $1 billion, which would basically make it the most valuable property in all of the United States of America, which it clearly is not. Play this clip. They have one property that's worth anywhere from 50 to 100 times what this judge put down as a value. Put down a value, $18 million, and the property's probably worth, could be anywhere from 50 to 100 times more than that. And a lot of those numbers could even be low. We have other properties, the same thing. So he devalued everything. I didn't even put in my best asset, which is the brand, in terms of value. Coca-Cola, take a look at their value. They have a value. The value of their brand is more than everything else put together. My brand is extremely valuable. I didn't even use it in my financials. If I wanted to build up a financial statement, I would have built it up by using brand in addition to everything else. We have the greatest properties. We have among the greatest properties in the world. And Okay. The the judge didn't value anything. The judge didn't put down anything. The judge looked at what the undisputed facts are. The undisputed facts are that the Palm Beach County tax assessor valued the property between $18 million and about $26.6 million during the relevant period. You know who else 
valued it at that amount, Donald Trump? You did. You stipulated to the valuation by citing historical easements and other encumbrances that you said made the property not that valuable. And you did that to pay less money in taxes, which you received the benefit of for many, many, many decades, your entire career. And yes, I understand that the fair market value could potentially be higher than what the assessed value is by a tax assessor, but not 5,000%, okay? That doesn't exist. I don't want all these MAGA accountants, but the fair market value is always more. Okay, more than what? Than Donald Trump stipulated to? Number one, no. Trump stipulated to what the value is. And no, the fair market value is never 5,000 or 3,000 thousand percent higher. That doesn't exist. I'm tired of these MAGA accountants wanting to MAGA accountant explain to me. You don't know what you're talking about here. I've handled never MAGA explain him. I've I've handled major Ponzi scheme fraud cases as a civil litigator. I can tell you how this is done. So enough of that crap. Here is New York Attorney General Letitia James statement um, before trial commenced. Watch this. Good morning, everyone. Donald Trump and the other defendants have con committed persistent and repeated fraud. Last week, we proved that in our motion for summary judgment. Today, uh, we will prove our other claims. My message is simple. No matter how powerful you are, no matter how much money you think you may have, no one is above the law. And it is my responsibility and my duty and my job to enforce it. The law is both powerful and fragile, and today in court, we will prove our case. I thank you all for being here, and again, justice will prevail. By the way, in the earlier clip, Donald Trump said that the brand value was not included in a statement in financial conditions. It was included in some of the statement of financial conditions. That's one of the accusations against him. And as Donald Trump's sitting there, it's like he's learning what the allegations are or what's going on for the first time, like learning that the reason that there is no jury trial at all is because his lawyers checked the box for no jury trial. They didn't miss it. They actually were finding out, checked the no jury. They asked for the bench trial that they're now whining about, and they never requested a jury trial. And that's what I mean when I say I want nonpartisan stability. I want to have a conversation about the facts. Stop the MAGA-splaining. Stop the gaslighting. Stop the constant lying here. There's no jury trial because you didn't ask for a jury. The valuation of Mar-a-Lago is what it is because you asked for the valuation to be what it is, to pay less property taxes. I'm happy to have broader arguments, for example, on the statute of limitations, right? Judge Ngoron didn't say the statute of limitations is longer than the six-year period. He said it's the six-year period. Would I have liked it to be longer because I want Donald Trump to be held accountable for all of his decades of fraud? Yes, but I don't argue the statute of limitation doesn't exist. There's no such thing as a statute of limitation. No, I say here is what the facts are. It's a six-year statute of limitations. It's going to limit the claims that are going to be brought, but the claims are still going to be significant. We're having a fact-based, evidence-based, serious conversation there. Not this, again, MAGA-splaining crap. And so by this the is way, after the 
Well, I just want to say every argument also that Donald Trump is saying, and by the way, notice the differences between Donald Trump sitting inside the courtroom, and I'll pull up the picture for our YouTube watchers again. Donald Trump sitting inside the courtroom. The lighting must have been bad, I guess, in the courtroom as well. And, and too, powerful, too powerful. Must, lighting. Too powerful. Lighting must, too powerful. Must, must be the same lighting from his rallies here. Look <laughs> at the difference in Donald Trump's face here, and look at the difference between the way Donald Trump behaves once he steps outside of that courtroom, and he's not actually right in front of the judge. It's incredibly different. And the arguments that he's putting forward are arguments that were already rejected by this judge. These are already the arguments that his lawyers made countless times that were eviscerated by Judge Angoran, completely destroyed. They're why Trump lost the case. Everything he's saying is why Trump is losing all of his right to do business in the state of New York. But he continues to repeat it. He continues to lie. And personally, and Ben, maybe you have some idea. I just don't understand the end game here for him here because those lies don't work in a courtroom. He's going to lose his business regardless. So if he wants to play this weird uh, public perception game and get his followers, gaslight his followers to believe all this BS, gaslight his followers to believe that, oh, Alina Haba actually uh, wanted a jury trial. Why didn't they give him a jury? Like, that's the whole thing. Like, you have Don Jr., you have Alina Haba, they're all going on TV right now. You had Trump even after, and we'll play it in a clip shortly, be like, yeah. you know, it's actually not right that they didn't give me a jury trial. Uh, all all, all, all defendants, all, all people are supposed to be uh, have face a jury. Um, you didn't ask for one, okay? Like your lawyer didn't do her job. Your lawyer didn't do her job. And that, then they threw out this 80%. 80% of the cases tossed out. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. So listen, your followers could believe that. And maybe amongst them, they think that you're not as much of a fraud as you actually are. But you're still going to lose your business. You're still going to have no right to do business. All your deals are going to be dissolved. Like, what is in it for him to just continue to lie other than he can't do anything else? He just can't control himself. And it's these same lies that got him into this trouble in the first place. The lying and the inflating, the gaslighting. This is why he is losing everything right now. He is so let me just jump in real quick, Ben, before we before we before we give it to uh, the, the 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 actual legal expert to weigh in, Brett. I think what you were hitting on is, is spot on. I think what Trump's calculation here is he wants to win in in the court of, of public opinion, the court of MAGA opinion, rather than the actual court. He's not making money through his businesses, regardless of what ends up happening here any longer. But what he can do is he could continue to grift off of these followers. He's found a new business route, right? Let, let, me, let me sell this lie to this cult following base and take all of their money to enrich myself because it's the only way I'm going to be able to continue to make money from this game. And, and he frankly knows that the writing's on the wall as far as the actual physical court and law that he's going to lose. Ben, to you. The, the calculation at this point is not, how do I go through a judicial process, right? The calculation is Trump or American democracy, right? If he takes power, kiss the constitution goodbye. Mm-hmm. Kiss the democracy goodbye. Kiss all of the cases goodbye. He's going to appoint someone as attorney general and round up his political enemies, round up the judges, and I'm not being hyperbolic there. That is what is going to happen, and they need to be talked about in those terms. That is what he is going to do. That's what he's banking this campaign on. This is truly a choice between 
fascism and the end of American democracy or the continuation of American democracy. And frankly, I think a flourishing of American democracy that is going to be able to prevail and be sustainable generationally if 2024 has the right outcome. I'm confident it will have the right outcome in 2024. But let's be clear, that's his calculation right there to end democracy, to end our courts. It's not about actually going through the steps you would normally take in a judicial process to defend this. And all of the things that he's doing, yes, he's an outrageous sociopath, probably the biggest sociopath in the history of like the world, but he's also made the calculation here that's a little bit even beyond the pathology though, or, or you could say intertwined with the pathology of it's just destroy American democracy. And that's mm-hmm. where he's going to go. This is Trump after the first break where he says that no, no one was defrauded. This is part of the sociopath because I've been defrauded. I'm the victim here. This is me. I, I should be the one getting money here. Play this clip. And they waste their time on this with banks that were very happy. They got all their money back. They weren't defrauded. I've been defrauded. With a judge that ruled that a building, that a property is worth $18 billion, $18 million, when in fact it's worth over a billion, probably a billion and a half, it may be worth anything. But many properties which I sold are worth much more than were listed in the financial statements. Yeah, again, you were the one who valued the property and you were the one who said the property actually can't be sold as a residential property. So the properties next to you, the adjacent properties that are residential properties that don't have the encumbrances and who pay the accurate property taxes, property taxes, they're valued at a higher amount. That's just what the facts are. And again, I want to have a discussion about facts and serious discussions. But here Donald Trump goes, and if you want to see what I was saying before, how accurate it was, here's Donald Trump's world. Here is the dystopian nightmare that he wants us all to live in. Here he says the judge should be arrested, that the judge should be disbarred. Play this clip. There's a judge that should be disbarred. This is a judge that should be out of office. This is a judge that some people say could be charged criminally for what he's doing. He's interfering with an election, and it's a disgrace. Thank you very much. And then with everything with Donald Trump, as I say, it's projection and confession on different levels. Remember before where Donald Trump was saying that people who own electric cars are schizophrenic? I want to show you here after Judge Ngoron just simply restates the law about the statute of limitations, and Donald Trump thinks that's a win. It's not a win. Everybody knew that, what the statute of limitations was a six-year period. Donald Trump then seems to think in his own malignant narcissistic mind that the judge likes him, that the judge likes him. I don't think we have the full clip for that, but I knew that was a play this clip anyway, and we'll see if we have the full clip later. But but you can play the clip for now. I was going to come out and say that 
As you know, we're not entitled to a jury, which is pretty unusual in the United States of America. So uh, we think it's very unfair that I don't have a jury, but... We only clip that part. The after part, he says that the judge gutted 80% of the case and he was happy about how the the case went the last five minutes. And he acted like he liked Judge Ngoron all of a sudden. And it just goes to show you like his mindset. Well, you know, I think the judge did the right thing at the end. And and again, he's in for a rude awakening. When yeah, I've got the whole thing now. Real quick. Break out the full clip here. Play the full clip. Well, I think that was very good. That last five minutes was outstanding because the judge essentially conceded that the statute of limitations that uh, we won at the Court of Appeals is in effect. Therefore, about 80% of the case is over. Uh, I was going to come out and say that, as you know, we're not entitled to a jury, which is pretty unusual in the United States of America. So. Uh, I think it's very unfair that I don't have a jury, but uh, the judge's last statement was very fair. This is what I just want to say real quick here. How about that Hobbitel when he starts to talk about the jury and how he's not entitled to it? To, oh to my gosh, if, you, if, you, if you could just play that that first clip, Brett, that that eight second clip, and I want our entire video audience to watch Hobba what she does when he brings up that that he's not quote unquote entitled to a jury and how how rare that is. Meanwhile, obviously, it's Hobba's fault. Hey, I'll, I'll pull it up. I'll, I'll pull it up as B-roll so we don't have to constantly hear it over and over again. But the constant lying from these people, and the, that's what I said. Like This goes to the 80% part, right? Alina Haba, it's all her fault standing right behind him. You have Eric Trump also standing right behind him, and they all know how screwed they are. I mean, Eric Trump is like looking right now <laughs> as if like his entire life is over because Eric Trump, like his whole life, has been probably wanting to like – this was this was his you know thing. Like he was going to run – the Trump organization and the Trump organization's being gutted, like, like completely, completely, completely gutted. And you know what he's pe- thinking? He's What's he think? terrified of having to testify. Yeah. He's terrified. I know Eric Trump. Like I somewhat even know of Eric Trump. Eric Trump was dating someone at George Washington <laughs> University when I went to GW undergrad. Um, I, I don't know if you, if I've ever even shared that story. So Eric Trump was at some of the like parties that I was actually at when I was a first year, when I was a freshman and we're watching them look at Eric Trump in the back. Eric Trump was always scared of his own shadow. Like that was always his, like his rep and he was always scared. <laughs> He, he was always scared of his daddy, like terrified of him. And now for him to testify there with the New York Attorney General's team while his dad, like he's in the same room as his dad. Like I'm telling you, there's nothing more terrifying to Eric Trump than that. And then I just want to show you what Alina Haba has been saying, the constant gaslighting. Here's what she just said in an, in an interview and she acts like she didn't – either make a mistake or intentionally check the wrong box. Here, play this clip. Like that. And I have to address this one common uh, misconception in the press. And unfortunately, uh, it, it just keeps getting repeated, which is that we had this great option to have a box checked for a jury. No, we didn't have that. That's not how this works. They brought it under Section 6312, which is a very narrow, not appropriately used section of the law, which is for consumer protections, not this. And that is why we're sitting here in front of a judge. 
okay, so why don't you file, if that's your theory, fair, why don't you file a motion for a jury? Why don't you challenge that portion? Why haven't you filed anything? You've challenged every other aspect of this case, right? The one thing that you haven't filed a court document over is your view that that, that the statute, which you claim to be unconstitutional, the statute, which you claim that the attorney general doesn't have jurisdiction, you're now claiming that the statute is valid and not only is valid, but that's the reason why your right to a jury trial was waived. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. And it all plays into what we were saying before. I, you know, whether she is just completely and utterly incompetent, which she is, or whether they just decided, you know what, and this is before the summary judgment was made, you know what, we're going to lose anyway, right? We're, Mm -hmm. we're, We're going to lose. So we could either lose by a jury or we could lose by this judge. If we lose by a jury, it's maybe a little bit more difficult to blame a unanimous jury for coming to decision. But a judge in New York, we could blame that guy. We could pin it all on this guy. He's a corrupt judge. He's a Democrat judge. This guy is a, he's a Democrat operative, this guy, which is something that Donald Trump said today. So I think that they are purposely using this to try to weaponize this information and try to go out there and go, look, oh, woe is me. Look, it's rigged. Look, it's this corrupt judge who's out to get me. Rather than saying, look at these, look at all of these people, this independent jury who came to this decision. And you could see it, Jordy, like you said, on on the clip I pulled for you on Hoppus. Jordy, how about the daggers? Play, do do play by play. I'll, I'll play the clip and Jordy, you do you provide some color commentary. How about that? Ready? Let's do it. So here's Trump. He's just lying to you, right to your face. And right now he's saying that we're not okay. Boom, Haba covering her face, uh, touching her nose. Now she's gonna look right behind. She's looking down, looking right behind at another lawyer who's staring daggers into her eyes because she knows <laughs> that, was, that lawyer's look <laughs> was yeah. kind of wild. I just daggers picked up on that attorney's. Into- you could watch this clip over and over and start picking up more and more things. The daggers that the lawyers peer into Haba's eyes with because they know what Trump is saying could be so provenly false in every aspect of this. Watch this. Watch the da- daggers. Daggers right there. I mean, <laughs> let's, go, let's, let, let's go play some poker with Alina Haba, folks. <laughs> so that basically were the proceedings today. Opening statements were given. The first witness, Donald Bender, testified today. He was Trump's accountant at Mazers. All of the reporting of people in the courtroom was like Donald Trump was rage whispering while Donald Bender, his former accountant, was testifying. And you could like hear Donald Trump getting increasingly angry. Um, Donald Trump says he's going to testify. That will be very interesting to cover here on the Midas Touch Network. Um, Eric's going to testify, Don Jr. Ivanka's going to have to testify. You're going to call the whole cast of characters in. And during the opening, again, this is where I want to have like nonpartisan, serious discourse. They showed the the New York Attorney General's office showed the depositions of Eric, Don Jr., and Donald Trump. And they were all asked the question, do you review your statement of financial conditions, right? A pretty basic question, like the most basic threshold question, right? Do you review 
the statement of financial conditions. Donald Trump said, no, Eric does it. Eric Trump says, no, I don't do it. Don Jr. said that I didn't do it. So they just showed those three deposition portions and basically said, no one in the Trump organization apparently reviews the statement of financial conditions, but then they certify that it conforms to generally accepting accounting principles but don't read the statement of financial conditions. And so that's a major part of the case. And I appreciated the New York Attorney General's strategy during Trump's depot just to let him talk. But it's going to be very different when he's in court because they're going to do a different strategy. They're going to do a very, very, very aggressive cross-exam on Trump. And they're going to say, yes, no, I don't know. Isn't this true? And then when Donald Trump tries to do his whole these whole thing with the hands, they're going to say, Your Honor, motion to strike, please instruct the witness to answer the question. And Judge Ngoran is going to say, please answer the question. It is a yes or no. And Trump's going to be there doing that. We've never seen that before. Okay. And that is something I think we should all be looking forward to. We are going to keep on with this breaking news coverage um, with all the latest up to date events. So make sure you're subscribed to the Midas Touch YouTube channel right now. Hit subscribe if you're not. Tell friends, family members, coworkers, colleagues, let everybody know about this network and where to get the news, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Also, the best time to get involved politically, to get active, to register voters, to be registered was yesterday. The next best day to do it is today. Right now, this community, about 20,000 people watched, a little bit over 19,000 people, 19,500 people were watching this. So please, please, please just think about the effect. That's who was watching it live. We were one of the top live YouTubes in the world. And so if this community can come together, this could be the difference maker in the 2024 election and for all future elections. So make sure you all get involved. And also, I want to plug our Patreon right now because now is the time for you to become a member of our Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Midas Touch. You spell it this way, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash M-E-I-D-A-S T-O-U-C-H. As I mentioned before, we don't have outside investors here on the Midas Touch Network, yet the Midas Touch Network gets more digital views than, get this, than Fox and more views than CNN. And that's to you, the community. We've been able to do great things by building this community, like building MidasTouch.com with Ron Filipkowski as our editor-in-chief. We've got a whole editorial staff there and writers there who do a great job. That's at MidasTouch.com. And we've been able to grow that, get other get research, and to build this network thanks to all of your support at Patreon.com slash MidasTouch. Again, I would say if you're on the fence about joining our Patreon, if you're a member of our Patreon, put right now in the comments if you think the exclusive content on our Patreon is worth it. If you think that it is worth joining our Patreon with the stuff like the exclusive after show that we have, the exclusive 
after show. We'll cover an array of topics. You get to learn a little bit more about us. Some people say they like the brother banter that uh, is on the Patreon, the origin stories of a lot of our hosts. Again, that's patreon.com slash Midas Touch. I'm so confident in the content being worth it that I would tell everybody, if you think it's not worth it, put in the comments, it's not worth it. Just tell the let, let, let people know how you feel about it. Patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Also check out store.midastouch.com to get the best pro-democracy gear, 100% union made, 100% made in the US. And there's even one tier on Patreon where you could become an honorary producer of this show where your name appears at the end of the show. There's our honorary producer. That list is growing. That's so cool. The list is growing. Thank you all to our honorary producers. We appreciate your support. And for everybody else out there, no pressure. Don't worry about joining Patreon or you can even become a member of our YouTube channel by and get access to the emojis or you can gift other people emojis by kidding that dollar sign on the bottom of YouTube. That's different than the Patreon that gives you access to the emojis. But even if you don't do any of those things, the best way to help is first get involved in helping people mm-hmm. vote. That's like the most important thing. Vote, vote, vote. Get people out there to vote. Register voters. Spread the word. The next best thing you can do is just share this network. Share this network with friends, family, colleagues, coworkers. Just let people know about it. Just easy. Send someone a text message. Say, hey, I think you would enjoy this podcast. They're fact-based. They're evidence-based. It's a lot of kind of nonpartisan, common sense kind of first and foremost. So just share this with people. Let them know. um, And let's try to keep growing this community as we approach 2024. Thank you, everybody, so much. We so appreciate you. There's so many communities out there that are communities that do not good things and are misogynistic <laughs> and are mm-hmm. and, and harm people and celebrate bad things. So to have a compassionate, intelligent, unapologetically pro-democracy community that you all created, it is such an honor for us to be a part of that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I wake up so grateful every day thanks to what you built this community, the Midas Mighty. Thank you so much. Once again, it's patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Time for us to do the after show, brothers. Jordy, take it away. Shout out to the Midas Mighty! At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy, and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right, gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.